0: Is that what you're about to ask? All right, go ahead. (laughs) No, 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 you're going to say it first. I interrupted you. I'm not going to talk. Thank God I only had one host.
1: welcome to the g3 podcast guys yeah. we have a I'm, a I'm gonna be your <laughs> ad libs bro Start go over. ahead no go go it's not right 21 now. savage dude yes. calm down 21 21 go ahead i your mom welcome to the g3 podcast what? God, that's gonna <laughs> confuse me confuse you. Today we have a host. His name is yeah, Haas yeah. Rauscher. He's the host of the Purpose podcast. If Purpose. you haven't listened to it, go check it out. Uh, but we'll let him go ahead and introduce himself. So Haas, take Haas, the sport. What's up,
0: dude? Go ahead. How's it going, guys? We've been sitting here for a little bit, laughing, cutting up. So, yep. My name is Hoss Rauscher. I'm the host of the Purpose Podcast, like Chase said. yep. Uh, I am a <laughs> husband. Uh, I'm a brother, son, all those things, co-worker, team member, leader, things like that. Um, that's kind of how I like to identify myself. Um, I am friends with Chase, mostly. Uh, he and I met through CrossFit, yep. uh, which is kind of weird to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I that, yeah, I guess I... I've been doing CrossFit for, I think, almost like a year and a half now, which is kind of wild. Yeah. Um, but he and I met through CrossFit. We kind of uh, enjoy hanging out with each other. We send each other the memes that we can't send anybody else, and yeah. then Chase forwards them on to other people. that <laughs> yeah, yeah. I disperse. <laughs> yeah. I'm the messenger. Chase, Chase disperses my degeneracy. Um, and so, yeah, we're just here to uh, kind of talk about, I guess, answer y'all's questions and yeah.
1: uh, talk a little bit. What do you got for me? Um, so when we have a guest on, we like to ask, where have you been? Where are you at? Where do you see yourself going? Yeah. That's our growth G3 question.
0: Yeah. Very broad. I don't know. Question take battery. That. Yeah. yeah
1: to take it and run with it, but try so, not to be too literal. <coughs> Dylan.
0: Yeah. Dylan. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I kind of fumbled my, my intro. So where have I been? That's that's a little bit, you know, part of the intro. Um, I started kind of uh, growing up here in the Panhandle where um, I guess y'all are all mostly from the Panhandle. Yeah. yeah. Um, grew up in actually Panhandle. Uh, went to school oh, in Panhandle nice. for till about seventh grade and then moved around quite a bit. Uh, ended up in Eastland down by Abilene. Um, was kind of a, a ranching kid, slash, you know, my parents owned a business. They were entrepreneurs. So um, grew up with a bunch of those different things. We had horses for a long time and then we didn't have horses. And I uh, played sports for a while, so got to see a lot of different things when I was a kid. Uh, ended up coming out of high school uh, with some busted up knees and no, uh, no um, intention to do anything athletic after high yeah. school. So went to West Texas A&M because I actually, fun story that's never been recorded, uh, I was going to go to the A&M, um, which I'm very glad I didn't, but was going to go to the A&M, but I got flooded into my house uh, on the last SAT date to make it into A&M. So you had to have your sat scores into a and m by like may something or other uh Mm. god put a flood down that uh, completely blocked us in our house and i was not able to get out to take my sat test so yeah i ended up having to go to wow yeah wow um i ended up having to go to a d2 uh d2 school because their you know uh deadlines are a little relaxed um (laughs) it's like hey if you can read come on. Yeah. Um, so yeah,
1: So you're saying I yeah, some of the kids I was in a class with, that's definitely all they accomplished. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and it, you know, if you're in the top 25% of your class, uh, you could get into WT at least the time that I got in and okay. we had that locked in tuition rate where it was like, Hey, uh, whatever you sign up for today is going to be your tuition rate for the rest of the four years. Nice. Um, yeah. the way I saw it, I was coming back home, uh, you know, cause I was from here and then moved back right, down right. there. Uh, which is kind of funny because this really wasn't home, you know, kind of once I got back, uh, but it uh, is now it is, it is now it is home. Now I've been here for, uh, six years now. So going on seven. Huh. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been kind of a wild ride. Uh, found myself doing project management. I was going to go do mechanical engineering. Uh, I thought I was slick. I thought I was going to get a mechanical and a civil engineering degree. And, uh, my buddies that listen to this are going to laugh their butt off when they hear that. Uh, cause I ended up getting neither. I got an engineering technology degree, which mm. is, uh, what we call close enough. Um, so, <laughs> um, C's, C's get degrees and, uh, degrees don't matter once you get a job. So, uh, don't take me literally on that, but, uh, kind of, um, So anyway, I got an engineering technology degree. Uh, I found out very quickly that I didn't really like engineers. Mm -hmm. Um, Engineers aren't really my people. Um, I'd like to work with people a little bit more than I like to work with things. And so I went more of a management route, Uh, found myself uh, designing feedlots. So you obviously all know what a feedlot is for the people that don't know what a feedlot is. uh, It's anywhere from, you know, 16,000 to 105,000 head of cattle that are uh, standing there getting fed and fattened up and waited to go to a kill plant so that we can all eat uh, burgers Steak. and steaks. Yeah. Yep. So, um, wow. the kind of a logistical problem is these cattle need a lot of feed, uh, every single day. And so what these uh, feed lots have started doing is they put mills inside, uh, the feed lots. So they make their own feed in the middle of the feed lot. Yep. Um, typically, typically I would say about 30, 30,000 head. They start to put, um, mm-hmm. uh, and that may be a little bit lower, but typically I think the smallest one that I ever worked on was about 30,000 head all the way up to 95 to 105,000 head. Uh, so I started designing, uh, the, the mills in the middle of those. So for those of you that don't know, um, (laughs) For those of you that don't know, if you know how to run Microsoft Office and uh, know how to open a PDF, you can be an engineer in agriculture. Um, <laughs> you didn't know that. Dude, uh, no way. You, you, I'm going back to school. You, oh, yeah. Go back to school. Learn how to run a little bit of No art, way. Okay? Yeah. Um, now, you're not going to make just a whole lot of money. You're not going to make engineer money yeah. uh, being an engineer in ag, but you can be an engineer in ag, and you can put stuff up in the air that probably don't belong. Um, so uh, that was that was my job for a little bit. Uh, was uh, designing um, parts and pieces that fit in a feed mill, doing, you know, big concepts. And uh, I'm not really one that turns down responsibility. So uh, when again, I was the only one in the company that could open a PDF, uh, quotes come in on a PDF, uh, you buy things with PDFs, uh, you do a lot of things with PDFs that people may not realize. And so I got to do all those things because I knew how to open them. Uh, and then when they found out that I knew how to edit them, it was all over. Uh, and so I quickly got into, I thought
1: that was just a house. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) no. So I'm being a little bit, somebody's going to come in here and be like, you you hate ag?" No, like, uh, they, they just, you know, I knew how to run a computer and it was a stress point for a lot of those guys that were my bosses. And so, uh, they handed me a lot of stuff that. I was able to take care of and kind of uh, widen my skill set if we were to open up my resume uh, it's a mile wide uh, and you know only recently has it gotten pretty deep into what I do Uh, but I ended up doing project management and went to uh, Pantex so Hmm. uh, right when COVID started Pantex offered me uh, a job and I was getting paid $11,000 more a year than what I was doing ag stuff so I said absolutely Um, Bought a house, uh, got married at Pan- yeah. Bought a house, got married at Pantex. Uh, was working from home.
1: Did you get married at Pantex? How was, uh, the, uh, how while was you were Working at Pantex.
0: <laughs> it was BYOB actually. Um, so, <laughs> no, so, I'm that's just what kidding. What I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> uh, no, sorry. I, I just meant uh, yeah, getting married. While you were there, yeah. Yeah, the while it. I was employed uh, at Pantex, it it allowed me a lot of extra uh, extra money that I quickly spent. Uh, so, um, if we get into the finance portion of the episode, uh, it's not going to be my specialty. Uh, I can tell you how to make money. Uh, I, I can actually, I've done pretty well at making money at my age. Uh, I just spend more. Uh, so I'm not very, not very good with cash, but anyway, uh, started working at Pantex and ended up working from home. Uh, it was extremely detrimental for my, for my health. Uh, I gained probably 40, 50 pounds, Uh, working, working from home. Uh, Finally, they started pushing the, uh, the shot. Uh, I told my supervisor um, and I don't know if y'all like to discuss politics on the podcast, but um, it's not really political. It's, it's, more of a you know societal issue but i told my supervisor i said if he pushes the shot i'm gone and everybody was like you're not leaving this job i mean y'all know how pantex is yeah um you know everybody out there is making a hundred thousand dollars and before they got that job they were going to be making forty thousand dollars for the rest of their life so nobody ever really leaves that job but i didn't want to be the last one out of the door if they actually did push the shot yeah and so the day after uh they announced that all pantex employees were going to have to get the the COVID vaccine i said see you later Actually, it wasn't the day after. I started looking the day after. Um, About a month later, uh, found something for more money. Um, I got a little bit more responsibility out of the gig. Didn't have to work from home anymore, uh, and said peace. And they said, "You're really leaving?" And I said, "Yeah." Um, So ended up at the job I'm at now, doing some project management stuff. I do project scheduling, uh, cost estimation, RFIs. uh, Okay, so I don't know what an RFI is. Yeah, yeah, it's a request for information. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, oh. and we can get into some of that nice. stuff. I actually, uh, yeah, you do know that, don't you? I do, yeah, I do um, construction. Yeah, <laughs> basically, I, I help projects run, uh, yeah, yeah. all the paperwork side of the projects. You know, Tanner, um, you probably know a lot about on the ground project stuff. So, I mean, you run a business, so you probably know a lot about contracts and stuff like that. Actually, I've heard you talk about it, so sorry, I didn't mean to underestimate no, you there, yeah, but yeah. So um, in these like my f- whole life, yeah, <laughs> I'm just joking. in these official DOE projects, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it takes 10 people to to, to sign a piece of paper. And so that's kind of what I helped do. Um, and through that, uh, started kind of a personal growth journey about a year ago. Um, I'm just, I'm just going to give it to you all. You, you, yeah, your no, a, this is exactly so, what I asked for. Yeah. Um, through that, I, I kind of started a, a personal development journey. I met uh, a guy named Jonah, um, one of my absolute best friends at Pantex. Uh, and we can talk about my struggles at Pantex a little bit because I was not the most liked person there and I earned that, uh, reputation. So, uh, I found the most liked person there and that was, uh, my friend named Jonah. And I said, Hey, uh, it really, I yeah, I answered this, uh, in the Q and a, which I don't know if it's going to be before or after this, but I said that I'm really competitive. Uh, I said, you're better than me and I don't like that. so I'm going to buy you dinner until you give me your secrets and you're going to share your secrets and then, um, I'm going to become really likable. That's still not there yet, but, uh, I'll never beat Jonah in, in that aspect, but Uh, start that kind of kicked off a a personal growth journey to where I said, look, um, you know, I've got to be an example. I've got to be the best at what I do. Uh, and I'm not right now. And the only person that I can change is me. So uh, about two years ago, just started grinding. Uh, Jonah said, (laughs) I can't, I can't say what Jonah said, but, uh, he said, dude, you need to quit being a fat man and come to the gym. And so, uh, he actually paid for my first month's gym membership, uh, which I didn't need the money, but, um he did whatever he had to do to get me uh, remove
1: barriers. Yeah. Whatever barrier might be there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He got me underneath a barbell and I really liked it. Um, I wasn't consistent. I didn't have the diet down yet. Uh, but through Jonah, uh, and working out at Zach's club, the best gym that has ever existed. Uh, they closed down rip rip Zach's club uh i used to go there bro in high school dude i yeah, love the there a couple so of times, times. Yeah. i didn't like it the lighting
1: a, in there the lighting depressed me
0: yeah well <laughs> it had air conditioning and i was 335 pounds it had air conditioning and i was fat so yeah. that was the best gym i've ever been to uh, and it was small there wasn't a bunch of people there either yeah uh, but anyway through that i met uh our mutual friend nick shelton mm-hmm. uh, let's go yeah and i've told that story on my podcast where um, I actually rolled a weight into his ankle. Uh, that was a really smart thing to do. Yeah, um, my bad, intentionally. And then, uh, hey, you're kind of cute. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, because <laughs> he is kind of cute. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like five four. Uh, love you, Nick. But uh, anyway, I asked him how to dumbbell snatch because he was throwing around some heavy weight. And I didn't know how to dumbbell snatch. And I was like, that looks dynamic. It looks anabolic. Let me do that. <laughs> and so uh, I was like, hey, man, how do you dumbbell snatch? And uh, he swears that he wasn't this blunt, but he was like, well, you're not doing it. <laughs> and so, um, Gee, thanks. Uh, no, thanks, Nick. He, he might have been a little bit nicer. But uh, we got to talking, and he said, hey, what do you want to do? I said, I want to be more capable. Um, I want to be hard to kill, uh, which y'all actually had that. Um, yeah. We've been, yeah. that's kind of Stronger a thing. Stronger people are harder to kill. More yeah. More rip to toe yeah he's
1: wrong on some stuff but he's right about a lot so yeah we'll give yeah. him that.
0: yeah i love i love rip <laughs> uh but anyway you know that was kind of my theory you know two years ago is was like i want to be hard to kill i'm big into carrying uh i carry a gun on me 24 7 um i learn med stuff i carry tourniquets on me 24 7 i'm a pretty hard guy to kill uh unless you know back then if i had to run then it wasn't very hard <laughs> it's over um and even still if i have to run and you know if I have to run from something like a natural disaster, I'm screwed. But if I have to run now, you're just getting shot. So uh, <laughs> you better be able to run pretty your fast. brain. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it kind
1: of goes with our Canyon High School track. Like we weren't very good at track, but the coach didn't want us to be good at track. He wanted us to be good at football. Yeah. And that we were really good at. Yeah. Uh, but our our method or our uh, philosophy was don't get last, which if you're running, let's say you're running away from a bear, you just can't be the slowest one. Yeah.
0: You can't be the slowest (laughs)
1: one or you have to have the most ammo. Yeah. That's kind of the philosophy
0: that I follow until I can, until I can run. Um, But anyway, uh, I told him I wanted to be harder to kill. Um, I've got a really big passion for bow hunting. Mm -hmm. I told him that, you know, I don't know what all I said, but my feelings at the time were, there, there's no world uh, that exists where I'm not carrying an elk off a mountain uh, at some point. The, that that world doesn't exist. It's going to happen. Nice. Uh, hell or high water. I don't care if I'm 90 years old and I got to crawl. It's going to happen. Um, and I couldn't do that at 335 pounds. It's pretty difficult. Yeah, uh, Some
1: guys and can do that. I can't. I want to sympathize a little bit with you. Uh, you got me to read a book called The Comfort Crisis, which is top five favorite book. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good job. Um, and he talks about rucking. So I recently started doing that. Probably like... Well, Corey likes to go on walks with Harrison mm-hmm. and we like to walk Loki too and walks. I'm like, I'm not getting. It, it was nice to be like with family, but I wanted yeah. to be like accomplishing more. And he talks about rucking in there and how you can just like put some weight in a bag and go. Um, well, I didn't have a rucksack at this point in time, but I had a weighted vest that I could, mm-hmm. that had the capability of, I think I was able to put 50 pounds in it. Yeah. I went just like a fast walk. Is that what you would describe rucking as? We can get into that later.
0: Yeah. I mean, rucking is is walking with weight on your back. Uh, If you can do it fast, you need to add weight, but yeah.
1: Okay. So, but like a pretty brisk walk when you're...
0: Yeah. And you can can ruck shuffle. That was kind of an arrogant statement from me. Yeah. Rucking, you can move really slow and ruck, but yeah, it's just weight on your back. Just Just weight on your back.
1: So I did that and I blisters on my and this is fifty extra pounds and I weigh two hundred and thirty five pounds right now. So I was at two eighty five yeah. with that weight. And I was about half a mile into my mile and a half ruck and I wore blisters on like blood blisters over the bottom of my feet. I'm like, that's how much more stress was when, just on my feet when Not I and everything else. Yeah. So I can feel for you a little bit. Sorry, I did I didn't mean it No go ahead.
0: Uh when I was heavy a fifteen minute walk would really ruin my day. Um, wow. yeah. It, and it, you know, you're not gonna make me cry, but, uh, it, it was, it was tough. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, to be the kind of linchpin that I want to be, uh, or to serve my purpose that, you know, we kind of talked about uh, a 15 minute walk should be no factor. Yeah. Uh, and I would get out there and my calf would start cramping up, you know, yeah. um, start breathing a little bit heavy. Uh, my pants wouldn't fit right. Uh, I got to carry a gun on my walk because I don't go anywhere without a gun, and the gun yeah. started to get heavy. Didn't have anywhere to put it on my belt, on my hip, because uh, there's fat everywhere. Um, I still deal with some of that, but not nearly as much as what mm-hmm. I did. Uh, but yeah, a 15 minute walk was was rough, and yeah. that was kind of when I started. And we don't have—I don't want to be the dude that just parrots 75 hard, but it's it's a big it's a big part of my story because when I started that, um, little do you know, you have to do a 45 minute outdoor.
1: <laughs> Work out three times the amount you're comfortable
0: yeah, to every single day. or and, uncomfortable day. And you know, when I started 75 hard, it wasn't as, it wasn't as bad. Cause I w- I had been doing CrossFit for probably four months, just not consistently. Uh, and it was less like CrossFit and it was more like, you know, the beluga show at sea world. (laughs) Um, that's, that's pretty much what it was. Um, you know, rolling around on the ground and and trying to do things, uh, which was more than what I was doing before I started. Uh, so, you know, when I started 75 hard, it was still, it was still difficult. And there were days that, you know, I, I would get 15 minutes into my walk Mm. and my calf would tighten up and it's like, well, here we go. (laughs) You know, we're just going to do it. And, uh, I was not running at CrossFit. I wasn't doing anything like that because I couldn't. I mean, yeah. I still can't hardly run. Uh, you know, I'm 270, 272. So, uh, so I you've sp- lost 60 pounds about? Yeah. So you yeah. some change. Yeah, 62 pounds. Um, I was hoping that by the time y'all had me on here, I would have lost 69 pounds, you know, for the, for, <laughs> for the meme. But <laughs> for I didn't make that happen. Uh But anyway, yeah, uh, I was going to throw myself a party when I lost 69 pounds, but I don't really,
1: I don't really like throwing myself parties. So, yeah. But, uh, you talked a little bit about that on your podcast. Yeah. You're like, and you didn't want to celebrate being average or like, yeah. Being less than average, you want to like if you throw a party, like you want to be in the upper echelon. Call it.
0: Yeah, well, and, and you know, I don't know that I I really like throwing parties for myself. But when I really thought about it, um, I'm I'm pretty hard on myself, and that's the only reason I started 75 hard is because when Nick, you know, told me about it, I was like, man, I don't know this and that. The typical things that you get, when you tell somebody to work out or you tell somebody to eat better, they're like, ah, I don't know. And not to, I, I don't I don't know what I can say on here, but uh, I literally I stalked myself and uh, I said no. And Nick goes, what? And I was like, no, nah, I'm being a bitch. I was like, you can't do that. And yeah. you can bleep that or whatever. But that, that's literally what I said to myself on the phone with Nick. Like, yeah. it was a really inner moment with mm. with Nick. And I said, no. I said, we'll start it tomorrow. Yeah. I said, wow. it, it'll it'll start yeah. tomorrow. and Because he was talking about starting like Friday or something like that. And I was like, no, uh, I'm going to do what I can and get things right. And we're starting tomorrow. Nice. Uh, and I started the next day and I completed 75 hard all the way through. Uh you know, nice yeah nice. It, it was nice yeah and that feels good for y'all to say that that, <laughs> yeah, that feels that's sick. but that's um, ended up doing live hard and uh th- this past year like the person that y'all know right now even the person that you know chase i mean you know me for a long time completely different person i mean 100 percent different person than after i started uh the the 75 hard process you know you gotta read 10 pages a day you gotta do all the all the 75 hard things and if we want to talk about it we can go into specifics but um, I ended up doing all of live hard. Uh, I completed live hard on January 19th and I rolled, I'm currently on day 68 of 75 hard. So I've been living hard for 98 days now. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, Very nice. So I got a question.
1: What is uh what does live hard like pertain as opposed to like 75 hard? Yeah. So that's it's an extension of it, but, but he knows it better.
0: Yeah. That, that's a, that's a good question. So 75 hard, you got to do the two workouts a day. One of them has to be outdoors. You got to take a progress picture every day. Uh, you got to take, uh, drink a gallon of water a day. You have to be on a diet, quote unquote, a diet Some kind of diet. Yep. Yeah. Um, no cheat meals, no alcohol, uh, for 75 days. After that, you roll into what's called phase one. And I don't know if you're looking it up, Chase, but you might want to double check. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll go. Uh, we're rolling. With I don't it, need no double checking. Memory, uh, yeah. I, I live hard. I don't need no double checking. <laughs> don't double check me. Uh, anyway, so phase one, you do all of that plus a cold shower uh, 10 minutes of visualization every single day. Uh, and God, something else. Uh, maybe there's, Oh, uh, you do three extra power list tasks. So it's Andy's mm, yeah, power yeah. list where you put three things down that you have to get accomplished that day. Yeah. Uh, that are going to move you forward in some way. It can't be a habit. Uh, if you're really bad at brushing your teeth and it's about to cost you thousands of dollars on dentures or whatever, put brushing your teeth on there. Uh, if you brush your teeth every day, it doesn't count. And
1: oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah um, so, It's got to be something that moves you forward. So that's phase one and it's a 30 day period. Um, On that list. Could it be to not do something like if you have an addiction to something that's not good? No, it it can't be on your power list. Like don't do this.
0: Yeah. As, as you, (laughs) as you put it, that would be neutral. Um, so your, your, your power list has to be in drive. You can't put it in neutral. You can't put it in reverse. Like, I mean, you, you use that analogy all the time. Yeah.
1: Um, your power list has to be in drive. Uh, what if it's something that's holding you back and keeping you from going forward? Like, let's theoretically say I have a drug addiction, yeah, um, and it's keeping me from moving forward in my life the way I want to. Could like having that on the list technically be moving forward? You'd have to ask Andy
0: Frazella. You'd have to ask Andy Frazella. <laughs> uh, right. I, I, I would say, I need him on the podcast,
1: he needs him, he never responded, yeah. yeah so,
0: <laughs> you actually, uh, no, this is this is real stuff. Uh, if you have 50 episodes, you can put in on his website. And you can write him a request uh, to where, I mean, if you write a pretty bomb request, you've got a good chance of him uh, cool. coming on. If You have to
1: have at least 50 episodes recorded. Well, if he charges, how many, how, what does he charge for Arte Syndicate? It's free. Is a $1,000 a month? It, uh, dude, I don't remember. Like, like the class was like 2800 bucks or something. And I was like, oh man, yeah. I don't know about that right now.
0: The podcast experience is free. So oh, no. yeah. come on for free. But, well, <laughs> I uh,
1: So when we very first started the podcast, just side note, I sent him one, Joe Rogan one, and Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson one. I sent them all. But it was like on the second episode or something. Yeah. So he probably looked at it and was like, Joe. I think we're close to 50. I don't know what to look. I can tell you. Anyways. It. Sorry. Go ahead. So uh,
0: yeah, phase one. You roll out of phase one, 30 days. I actually failed phase one uh i got to day 27 i remember of, that and you forgot to take a progress pic. yeah at God, 27 that's out of 30, all things dude i was i was in my cold shower for the next day um at like five in the morning and i just completely lost it i was like no 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 <laughs> uh looked at my phone couldn't find a progress picture couldn't find like I, I you know i was like is there any picture that i took of myself that shows that i'm not as fat as i used to be <laughs> that somebody could screenshot for or sure like red light cameras like what do we have to do um to make this work and there was nothing and uh in in true uh in true jocko fashion i said good uh i don't know if you've heard Jocko's good but i love that
1: yeah i use that multiple times a day yeah
0: i said good uh i said because i wasn't seeing the progress that i wanted to see and a lot of that was because of my diet my diet it was a diet uh, that yeah, about that's all it very was. Very vague. Um, I had an exclu- what I called an exclusionary diet. I knew all of the extra calories that I was taking in, uh, chips and salsa, fried foods, stuff like that. Mm. Uh, and so I would cut all of that out. I said I can't eat these things uh, for this amount of days, and I actually lost about thirty pounds doing that. Wow. Um, because I knew what that's I a liked. lot of chips and salsa. Well, it was chips and queso. So I was allowed to eat chips what? and salsa because you know carbs and acid. It's 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 really not that bad. So I was allowed to <laughs> eat, eat. I was allowed to I eat like chips and salsa but I couldn't eat chips and queso okay Um, you know I could eat pizza but I couldn't eat fried foods I could eat Uh, um, you know like a breakfast protein muffin but I couldn't eat a dessert Okay. Uh and like I guess I lost fifty pounds doing that. Wow. Uh not fifty uh thirty pounds. Yeah. Uh but it got to the point where it wasn't cutting it anymore because what I did is I found ways to consume more calories. Right. Uh, cause I was still within my diet. But you know, I'm over there like chugging milk and I'm like it makes your bones grow. you know, like just I I, I call it calorie whoring. Like I'll I'll catch myself and I'm like, No, you're calorie whoring because I'll just be chugging milk and I'm like, Nope, put it back. Uh-huh. Uh and so anyway, I was glad that I had failed, you know. Uh I said, All right, I got sixty more days of, of, of progress. Uh, crush that, not 60 more days, 30 more days of progress, crush that 30 days. Uh, you roll into phase two, phase two is just 75 hard for 30 days. Uh, and I believe that you have to wait, you have to wait 30 days from phase one to phase two, because what he wants you to do is deal with that momentum shift. A lot of people will lose a little bit of momentum in that 30 days. No fall off. Yeah. And he wants you to have to build that momentum up again, going into phase two. So you do 75 hard for another 30 days. So the two workouts, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, basic 75 hard. Yeah, and then you roll into phase three. So phase three is a 30... Is 30- this the final phase? Yeah. Okay. Phase three is the 30-day period. Um, you have to start at 30 days from your 75 hard date. Uh, the reason that you have to do that is so that if you fail, you fail the whole li- year of <laughs> live hard. You do not get to <coughs> fail phase three and still complete live hard. Uh, you, so have you have to, to start, start all the way over. Yep. So <laughs> phase three is... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> phase three is phase one with uh, the cold shower, the three power powerless tasks, 10 pages uh, every single day. You also have to do a random act of kindness for somebody every single day. Uh, and then you have
1: to shoot. I forget.
0: Don't you have to talk to a stranger yes, or something? Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, you know it better than I do. Uh, yeah, you have Oh, to
1: that's t- the only part I knew from phase three. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: you have to talk to a, a random stranger every single day. Uh, have a conversation. You don't just get to say, hey, what's up? Hi, all? how's it going? Yeah. Yeah, I know you have to have a conversation with a What's random a, stranger. Hey, hi,
1: how you doing? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah. So you have to have a, a conversation with a random stranger every single day. and
1: I That'd keep, be tough. i would be like, I've got to go to the grocery store. <laughs> literally.
0: Yeah. Just going to the grocery store for no reason. Uh, actually, talking to a stranger, I had no problems with. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I walked up to... It'd be to, like finding yeah, a stranger. I've never
1: had a problem with that either. Yeah. You know, I, I love talking to people. I, I don't... I. I'm typically not the one to initiate conversation, but if someone does initiate conversation, I'll have a conversation. Yeah. So, which is, I, I, when I think about myself, I'm like, yeah, I'm really outgoing, but when I'm really honest, I'm like, no, I pretty much let other people start the conversation. Really? So, yeah.
0: it, it was kind of difficult having an actual conversation with somebody, but it was <laughs> way easier than the random act of kindness. And the random act of kindness was so difficult. Um, it was so hard, not because I'm not a kind, well, I'm, you know, you could say that there's plenty of people yeah. that would say that, but it was so hard to like, what am I going to do today? You know what I'm saying? Like, so that,
1: that's pretty vague too. Cause technique, I see a random act of kindness as like, Oh, I'm going to reach out to this person that I've reached out to and like, Hey man, I hope everything's going good. And I would count that as a random act of kindness.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know the def that's kind of, it's, it's the good thing. And the bad thing about the program is that it is so vague. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's vague enough to where if you're slipping at all, you're like, am I still, Am I good? You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, is that random act of kindness good enough? You're always questioning yourself. Uh, but it is kind of vague where you get into these situations where like, you don't know. Uh, so for example, the spacing on the workouts, it's two 45 minute workouts. Uh, Andy says that it can't be an hour and a half long walk. Uh, but he's also said like in an obscure, uh, episode, like episode 189 or something like that, he mentions that you've got to have like three hours in between the workouts, but it's not Mm. mentioned anywhere else. Yeah. And so like, it is kind of vague, Uh, and so, you know, the spirit of the program is that you're accountable to you. And so if you feel like that random act of kindness is good enough, uh, you know, but if
1: at at your core, you don't think that was good enough, then it doesn't count.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't count. You know, and I had days to where I would talk to a stranger and I'd be like, ah, I didn't,
1: that that wasn't good
0: enough. And I would have to go back to the convenience store and talk to another stranger. (laughs) Um, I mean, I mean, literally like I I would have to go and spark up a conversation and most people were generally cool. Uh, and you know I've got a pretty good I I, I read people somewhat well and so I I was able to pick the cool people (laughs) you know what I'm saying like some people were really weird and some people really wanted to talk and
1: you were like do you introduce it like hey I'm doing something called 75 hard or live hard Uh, I need to have a conversation with someone every every single day I did that
0: once so this was the most difficult talk to a stranger day do you remember that day that it was like negative 18 wind chill earlier this year I was working on the roof yeah Yeah. I was working (laughs) So, you know, nobody wanted to talk when it's negative yeah. 18 Uh And I said,
1: uh, you're out in the parking lot. <laughs> you no,
0: know, literally, I was like, I'm going to go ruck uh, because I've got to do an outdoor workout. So
1: And I've got to talk to somebody, so I'm going to do it all. Yeah, and it was do on it Sunday.
0: Sunday is so hard to talk to a stranger if you don't go to church. And I wasn't going to church at the time. So yeah. Sunday is awful. And so I would like go out. I was on this ruck and there was a guy. And uh, he looked pretty hardcore. I could tell he was like some kind of vet, you know, uh, veteran. Uh, And so I was like, all right, I'm going to see if he'll talk to me for like 30 seconds and I ran up to him I had my ruck on I was all bundled up and I was like uh, 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 hello sir uh, uh, I got to talk to a stranger uh, every single day will you be my stranger and he's will like you be
1: my, will you be my valentine
0: yeah and he was like yeah dog he was like that's really cool shook my hand he, he was like yeah my name's Casey and this dude's in shorts like he was just shuttling stuff from his house to his car I was like I'm sorry man I just got to know your name what do you do for a living and uh, he told me which I don't remember what he did for a living but uh, <laughs> I remember him telling me that if I if I kept he was like I don't know what the hell you're doing but if you keep doing it you're gonna you are going to you're gonna win. That's yeah. that's all I said. And wow, that's that was, cool. Yeah, it, it was really cool. Uh, but and then, like I said, I, I rolled immediately into 75 hard. Nice. Uh, didn't didn't miss a day because you know 75 hard the, the requirements ease a little bit. Uh, I kept a lot of those requirements up, um, but the requirements ease a little bit. And I said, "There's no, I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna roll right into another 75 hard." Nice, because uh, I wasn't happy with my progress. You know, at the end of live hard, so yeah. um, I said I need to do more. Dang. So,
1: solid. So so going well. Do you want, sorry would you like to go ahead sorry, i know was a lot we can i want to finish up this before we move on to that so write write down whatever you're gonna say uh, but
0: no, go, 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 go. <laughs> i was looking at you to see what uh, you're so to say.
1: what so that's kind of where you were this is kind of like where you are now slash were yeah is that what you're about to yeah ask? all right go ahead <laughs> no, no no you're gonna say it no, first bro, i interrupted you no, i'm not gonna talk over so here, bro.
0: Thank God I only had one host. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so anyways, you basically, you gave us your background, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> and where you're kind of at, man. But let's see where you're going. But you, So you host this podcast. Yeah. Called The Purpose Podcast. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about that because I want to know, I, we've briefly talked about it. And yeah. I want to know a little bit about that. But And then I want you to go into like, what is your purpose?
0: Yeah, so, as you can tell, let me know if I'm being a little going bit too long-winded. Forward, yeah. uh, let me know if I'm being a little bit too long-winded, but...
1: Uh, um, I like where you're going. If we feel like we want to, like, hop in and ask a question, we will. Kay. As long as you're okay being, like, slightly interrupted. Yeah, that, that's fine. Cool. So that's how we run this <laughs> um, thing. Just go ahead. Kick me, yeah.
0: Uh, kick me. So, you know, during the, uh, the middle, like, towards the end of uh, phase one... Um, I, I was doing things right, uh, you know, from an objective <laughs> standpoint. If you ask Andy Frazella, I was doing things right because I was doing his program. Right. Um, I, was, I was living right for the most part. I was, uh, I was doing things well, and people started to kind of notice. Uh, and that's, that's 100% true. Uh, when Jocko tells you that, you know, the best way to influence somebody is to, to be an example. Uh, that is 100% true. And I'm not saying that I've got all of these followers now, you know, I'm not, I'm not Andy Frizzell. I'm not Jocko Willink. I'm not the G3 podcast top, oh, geez. top million podcasts. Okay. Million podcasts. Um, You're here. What, so what, top
1: 10 most shared. Yeah. yeah. top 10%. Sorry. Not, not top 10. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Big yeah. difference. Whoa. So like, I don't
0: have a big following, but, uh, people started to notice yeah. and, you know, a few people would ask me, like, "Hey, man, what are you doing for this? What are you doing for this? What are you doing for this?" Uh, and and one guy who y'all actually probably know him. I don't know if I'm gonna say it. I don't think he would mind me saying his name. Uh, but he uh, he he was an Army Ranger. Uh, moved back to Amarillo. Um, he actually worked with me for a little bit. Uh, and he he's done so much. You oh, can, Christian Pacheco. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can say his name. Cj. Yeah. So yeah, he's I,
1: super I, cool, dude. He did our pictures for the podcast. Yeah, I like that dude. I love that Christian dude. so yeah, much.
0: Cool. Um, I, I wish he would text me back, Christian. Text me back. We all three <laughs> need to text him at the same time and say text us back. Um, now, he's, he's so busy, and he's got so much going on that I don't, I don't blame him for not texting me back. But uh, as you can tell, I'm a little salty about it because I thought he was my friend. But anyway, um, no, he's, he's got a lot going on. So, uh, But anyway, he was an Army Ranger. He came to work at, at my place of business for a little bit. He knew a guy named Steve Estrada, uh, so he came to work at, at Gym Technologies for a little bit. And this is a guy by all metrics uh, has his stuff together, you know. He's physically fit. He was an army ranger, jumping out of helicopters and stuff like that. Um, I, I think he was airborne. I don't, I don't know how all that works, but um, he's a giant in my eyes. You know what I mean? Especially at that time, because right. uh, I'm I'm the dude that never got to go to the military, but I love everything, you know, guns, military. Uh, I love the the broperator stuff, you know, like nods and all that stuff. Like I, I'm really into that stuff. Uh, never really got to do it. Probably never will get to do it. And I hope to God I never have to do it. Uh, so yeah, me,
1: me too. But like, there's a little part of me that's just like, all right, make me the like most lethal weapon, yeah, that, that, in, in yeah. the entire world, and let me just go like make America free and keep America free. Jordan I, Peterson like, make me has a really interesting point about that. He yeah. said something like, you need to be like the deadliest that you can be, but
0: you need to be able to be in control of it. as Yeah, well. exactly. Yep. Yep. You
1: kind of the concept of you'd rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war type of yes. thing.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've always had that. I wanted to go to the Marines, but uh, I really don't want to talk about my knees just because it's, it's too long for not much. I've got really bad knees. Uh, my kneecaps dislocate uh, on a whim. Um, they just like to exit. So, uh, yeah, I, I ended up not being Dude able says- to like go to the Marines yeah. or do anything. I wanted to go be a Marine. I uh, didn't really get to do that, but... Uh, long story short, uh, Christian was kind of, that, that was my dude. That's the guy that I wanted to be, you know, he's out there doing operator type stuff. Um, I was hanging out with a bunch of the couriers from Pantex who, those guys are high speed. Yeah. Um, they get to do high speed stuff all day long, uh, run, shoot houses, all the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And eventually I, I will do them. I'll, i am going to, my money goals, I'll be able to do whatever the hell I want. So, um, when I get there, but, uh, yeah. You know i was looking up to these guys and christian was one of them and finally i started doing some stuff right and and i i don't want to throw any shade i wish we hadn't uh, hadn't said his name but we're here um i feel like a lot of dudes even though they've got their stuff uh mostly together or we see them as like successful you know christian he had money to do whatever he wanted he's always traveling um he's always shredding the gnar as i like to say um just <laughs> pow pow yeah pow, pow. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about because I've never snowboarded. But uh, anyway, your, your knees wouldn't like it. No, my knees don't like <laughs> it. I, I don't. even... They like. Oh, we're going snowboarding, and I'm like, if, if I'll stay at the lodge. If you even, if I even go, um, can we hunt? I think on, sledding's way more fun. Anyways, so. yeah. But anyway, uh, he, he's always doing that stuff, and by every metric, you know, especially the Instagram metric, he's got his stuff together, and, and he does. But I feel like a lot of these guys uh, when they get to that point, um, especially when they grow up like we did in small town, uh, Texas, you know, growing up Christian, Christian is a Christian. Uh, when they grow up like we did, you can have all the money and, and, and stuff and freedom in the world. But when you don't have a wife and kids, it starts to get, uh, tough. You know what I mean? You, you Mm. feel like you don't, you don't have it. You don't have it. And I don't know if Christian feels like that. I don't know if that's what he was feeling. Mm. Uh, but he, he saw something in me that, you know, he said, I, I remember the exact text message. He said, man, I'm struggling a little bit. Will you lace me up with some books? Uh, which, you know, the term nice. lace me up was new to me. I had to Google that before I, <laughs> uh, before I sent him some yeah, books, context clues. man. Yeah, yeah uh. context clues. Uh, but I, I knew what he meant, but, um, that's the only thing I could figure is that that's the only thing I've got that he doesn't, uh, is, is a wife in the house, you know? And I was like, that's he must see what that what that brings me. You know what I'm saying, and yeah. that may not be right. And uh, Christian, tell me if it's not, because you'll at least be texting me back. But
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> provoke him enough to text yeah, you back.
0: Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. No. I, I. love Christian, but uh, I was like, man, and I just kind of talked through it. I was like, dude, you're doing everything. Like, and I, I, I might, I might even start the text message. It's not worth looking up, but. Uh, I said, you've got a lot of things going on. He was just going, he, I think he does piping design now, uh, for a company out of Pampa. Um, he does some really cool stuff. I mean, he was doing what he's, he's doing what I was doing actually before that. And maybe that's what he saw is that, you know, he knew that I had done engineering stuff like that. He liked how I had, you know, the office job at, you know, the age of 23, I work 40 hours a week and I make really good money. And so I I don't know what he saw, but he saw something and I felt super honored that he asked me about that. And I replied to him. I said, man, Uh, the one thing that I don't think that you have right now is a purpose. Uh, you had one in the military and it was to be the baddest mf -er in the world. Uh, and what a cool purpose. Yeah. And I love it. And spread freedom and kick down doors and assert violence and own the night. That
1: was your purpose. Oh, that's sick. I love that. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it (laughs) is. Sorry, Corey, I'm going to the military.
0: Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's what it is. You're doing, you're doing halo jumps and and going and kicking down terrorist doors and, and Shooting him in the, the head in the name of America, you know that's what they're doing. The of- and so now he, uh, now he doesn't have that, and yeah. that's what I told him. And I don't remember, I don't remember what he said if he said anything. Uh, but I said, man, you need a purpose, and you need yeah, to yeah. find that purpose, and you need to fulfill it. Um, at least I, that's what I thought he needed. I'm no therapist. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I ain't got, <laughs> I'm I, ain't, no therapist. I ain't got a degree, but I just read 12 rules for life and damn it. That's, that's close enough. That's a WT <laughs> therapy degree right there. Let's go. Um, and so I was like, man, you need some purpose. And, uh, I remember, you know, Jonah and I had always, we wanted to, uh, for the listeners, Jonah's black and I'm white, and that centers a lot of our conversations. Um, yeah, so uh, Jonah very and I cash money of you. Yeah, well, you know, um, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> we we would talk about those things, which in 2023 yeah. is very frowned upon to even discuss those things, especially yeah. if you're
1: in my position. I wish I had a black um, friend I could talk about things like that with. Yeah,
0: well, Jonah's not very fun to talk
1: with him about because um. he. <laughs>
0: I'm going to stop. Um, I'm going to stop. Uh, anyway, we would always talked about having a podcast because we sit very close to one another, but always on different sides of the fence. And I think a lot of that is because Jonah just really likes to disagree with people. Yeah. Um, he's, he's very automatically yeah. devil's That's, advocate. Yeah. That's Seth. Yeah, yeah. The same way. Trait trait agreeableness is at rock bottom with Jonah.
1: Trait agreeableness. Um, Dude,
0: my trait agreeableness is actually, I'm in like the 98th percentile for agreeableness. But yeah, really? I argue, yeah. I yeah. I like to argue.
1: So, uh, you lied on your test. So, no, I didn't, so. bro. Actually, Jonah, you put the dot on the wrong side. <laughs> I don't think so.
0: So Jonah's pretty agreeable until you're like, you know, a Republican, and then <laughs> he just wants to give you hell. And it's not even like he's that Democrat. Like anyway, it's it's an odd, you know, combination that we've got there. It's but we love a hey, relationship. Yeah, we we always talked about starting a podcast called Shades of Gray, and what it was going to be is him mm. and I sitting there, and it was going to be I an like. all in like all black or all gray, black scale um, it was going to be an all gray scale and, uh, and it was going to be called Shades of Gray and we were going to talk about different things and, and the idea was that nothing is black and white uh, except for abortion uh, and then you know everything <laughs> is shades of gray um, that was going to be the carrier on that but uh, nothing's black and white or, you know everything is shades of gray and we had yeah. talked about doing that and, and Jonah ended up moving down to uh, Houston he went back to Houston He <sighs> uh, works his heart Yeah. Uh, well he's from Houston he loves it um, that's, that's honestly the biggest the difference. is cool. Yeah. Not Houston. He's, a, he's in DFW right now and he's making bukus of money and uh, I'm actually going to go see him this weekend. I don't know. He's the one that called me twice. So maybe I'm not going to see him this weekend, but, uh, we'll, we'll see, but I'm going to go see him this weekend, I think. And, uh, he, he's literally my, I mean, I don't, he's one of my best friends, yeah. uh, one of the most influential people in my life. And we always wanted to start a podcast. Uh, we always wanted to do, I mean, we're, we're, we're Gen Z dude. You know, I, I'm a Gen Z white dude. He's a Gen Z black dude. We're destined to have a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that, that's what you have to do. It's in the requirement. Like it's on yeah. our birth certificate. Like we'll start a podcast once you hit 23. Um, and so we were like, we've got to do this. Um, yeah. and we never got to do it. But once I sent, uh, Christian that, that uh, longer message about trying to find a purpose. Yeah. I remember I needed to be up at like, I don't know, 530 in the morning the next morning because I had to go work out or something like that. Uh, I laid in bed. Uh, I'm a person that when I see an opportunity, I cannot stop thinking about it 30 years later. Uh, I can't, uh, the moment that I see an opportunity, I see everything that that opportunity can bring me. Um, if you offer me a consulting gig, I see the big, nice office that I'm going to, uh, build with 30 engineers in there, 30 project managers, uh, all the big money that I'm going to have when that opportunity fulfills itself. Yeah. And that's what I did with that podcast, man. I laid there until 3 AM. Uh, literally I laid there till 3 AM thinking about how big the purpose podcast could be. Yeah. Uh, the next day I ordered a mic, um, and actually it was super cool, kind of full circle. Jonah was actually planning to come down for my birthday and we were able to record episode one. Uh, we did it around one mic. Uh, so I have one audio technical mic that we, him and I were like dodging back and forth <laughs> on. Uh, and we were, we recorded the first episode of the, of the purpose podcast. It's still absolutely one of the best. Um, I don't know if it's the best, but it was, it's one of the best. It's one that I'll always point people towards. Yeah. Uh, and it was about how to make unlikely friends. Uh, And Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I got started. And since then I've just, I I said, I'm going to commit to at least one episode a week on Sundays, uh, weekly, no questions asked, uh, that turned into two episodes a week. And, uh, it was a book club. The book club was really heavy. Um, it turned it to where I did not like reading at all. Um, so I just changed it. And I think there's more of a need for one flesh. Uh, we have a series called one flesh where we talk about just strictly marriage. It's, you know, my marriage is probably my my greatest achievement. Uh, You know, at at the risk of arrogance, I have a really good marriage, I think. Um, And that's one of my greatest achievements. And I want to help share that. Not that I have all the answers, but I know the people that do Um, know a lot of people that have a lot of answers. And so I want to get them in front of people because where I see most people lives failing uh, is their marriage. Uh, They they fail in their
1: marriage first, uh, and then everything else just just crumbles. And I kind of think that's because like, we feel comfortable like in our marriage. That's um, exactly what it is. Yeah. If I'm speaking from like my experience, you feel comfortable around that person. So you feel okay. Like, oh, I'll just pick up my phone while the not that we do this, but oh, I'll just pick up my phone while the other person's talking. Oh, or, you don't do that. Like, <laughs> Oh, you don't do that. <laughs> or like oh. <laughs> fill in the blank and you start doing things and feeling comfortable because yeah. that's where you go got into the world and you have to be like a certain person and you get home and you can kind of like, you can kind of relax and be comfortable, Mm -hmm. but if you rest on your laurels too much, that your marriage will stop suffering. If you just let your marriage pass in front of you, which is easy to do, honestly, um, yeah, it'll catch up to you.
0: The number one way that guys fail in their marriage, and I'm not a marriage expert. You can hit me with statistics all you want. Um, I, I don't, I don't know, but the number one way that I see guys fail in their marriage first is they think it's acceptable to take a day off. Um, they think it's acceptable to take a day off and that day turns into two days. It turns into three days. It turns into a week. Uh, and then 15 years later, uh, their wife's out with another dude. Um, they're working 80 hour weeks, uh, trying to feed the kids. Uh, the kids don't want to be fed. The kids don't want anything to do with their parents and it all implodes. Uh, and it's because they took one day off. Uh, and I, and I'm very, very convinced of that. Uh, I've seen that happen multiple times. Uh, it's where you take one day off from your marriage. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be perfect every day. Mm. Uh, but you know what you I mean by shaking a day off. Yeah. Um, you need to show up every single day and you need to treat your wife like your wife every single day. Yeah. Uh, and when people don't do that, that's that's exactly the point that their marriage fails um, yeah. in, in my in in my humble opinion. No. But uh, I know that when I stopped taking days off with my marriage, that's when it, it skyrocketed.
1: Yeah. I like that.